Hi everyone and welcome to a new season of the All Plane Podcast, where we talk with movers and shakers that are redefining the future of commercial aviation. As usual, before we start, I would like to remind you that all previous episodes of this podcast, as well as many other aviation stories, are available on the All Plane website. That's allplane.tv. A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E dot TV. We're starting the year and the season talking about airports, which is a topic that I feel like we haven't covered quite enough in previous seasons of this pod. And we're going to do this, of course, from the point of view of innovation. Because rather than being passive spectators of the wave of innovation that is sweeping through the aviation industry, some airports, or to be more accurate, some airport management companies, are taking a very active role in the field of innovation. One of these is Aeroporti di Roma, the company that manages the two airports that serve the Italian capital, Rome, Fiumicino and Ciampino. Giulio Ranucci, our guest today, is the head of innovation at Aeroporti di Roma. And with Giulio, we talk about the approach to airport technology development that they have adopted at Aeroporti di Roma. Giulio oversees an accelerator program that welcomes startups from all over the world, providing a platform and a launchpad for them. This support is more than testimonial because in addition to funding, with Aeroporti Roma having its own venture capital arm, it also provides opportunities for a real-world rollout of the solutions devised by the entrepreneurs that take part in the program. And what's more, Giulio and his team don't work in isolation. They are part of a global network that includes some of the world's largest airport operators, from Vancouver to Dubai, all aligned in promoting and fostering innovation in this industry. But I think it's best if we listen to Julio explaining all of this in more detail. So, without further ado, let me welcome Julio to this podcast to talk about airports and technology development and acceleration. Hello, Julio. How are you? Fine, thank you. Hi, Michael. Thank you very much for being here today on the podcast, Julio. I was trying to uh, reach out to you for quite a while because I've been following what you guys do at Aeroporti di Roma which is the, the company that manages the two commercial airports that you have in, in Rome, in Italy, uh, Fiumicino and Ciampino. Yes. yes. Yes, exactly. You didn't pronounce it correctly, so which is quite a challenge. So, <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, trying to um, get up to speed with my Italian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically uh, what I found very interesting is that you guys are pretty active in the field of innovation. There is even a, a specific department or specific uh, area. I don't know if it, we can even call it a subsidiary that deals with everything that has to do with innovation. That's what you basically are in charge of. And I would like to first ask you for a bit of a personal introduction about who you are, your background, how you ended up in aviation. Uh, and then I would like to talk about the job that you do there and how you guys are very active in promoting and implementing and testing different innovations at the airports that you manage. Yeah, so thanks again, uh, Miguel. As a personal background, I mean, I've been in the aviation industry uh, for almost four years now. I used to work for um, uh, cruise lines. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm half Canadian and half uh, Italian, so I was born and raised there. And I used to work for 
cruise lines uh, in uh, in Canada. Then I moved to Italy and I've been working for high-speed trains at the time uh, when the, the route were privatized to private players that could actually o- operate on, on rail. And then I moved to the finance industry. I spe- specifically, I worked for, a, for the state-owned bank uh, of uh, Italy, which is like the the national promotional uh, institution of the country, which is called the CDP. And then I most recently moved to the uh, airport business, obviously being uh, Aeroporti di Roma, the company, as you were mentioning, in charge of both the airports of Rome, being uh, Fiumicino and uh, and uh, Ciampino. And we've always been uh, involved in the digital uh, marketing and uh, communication world. But with ADR, we pushed a bit forward the uh, innovation uh, approach in terms of activities and, and project. Uh, the involvement starts almost three years ago during uh, during covid with um, uh, the true input and the vision of our uh, ceo and the and the and the board during the pandemic period not to stop in terms of investments in terms of uh, how to see the future of uh, aviation and the future of uh, airports as a business with two main leverages uh, being sustainability and uh, innovation itself. So uh, we wanted to give a clear governance uh, in the innovation field, uh, obviously, because uh, to be to be honest, we were pretty confident that the, that, uh, that the company was innovating at the same time, but uh, there were too many different projects that they weren't really uh, talking to each other. Let's say we were more like uh, single islands uh, that were actually doing uh, a bit of everything, but without, let's say, a clear governance uh, and a clear vision in terms of uh, issues and in terms of topics that we wanted to address. And obviously being uh, a top performer uh, in terms of uh, uh, airport uh, ratings, being uh, the best airport in Europe now for uh, more than five years now, uh, obviously when you are first uh, in, uh, in a scale, you want to define the future standard on how you actually want to integrate innovation in terms of okay now i am now i'm i'm first uh, how i can actually achieve uh, and uh, consolidate my uh, position of being first uh, by actually defining the the factual future standard of uh, uh, automation or uh, self uh, delivery so all those topics that actually can play around uh, uh, an airport system which is much close to a smart city than uh, a single uh, infrastructure player Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, um, before we examine these different areas uh, that you are active in, in in more detail, I would like to set the stage. Let's talk first about Aeroporti di Roma, ADR. As we mentioned, you uh, manage two airports. You are managed by a private company. I think it's called the Mundis Group, which manages uh, all sorts of infrastructure in Italy, the motorways and other pieces of physical transportation infrastructure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we are part of uh, our holding company, which is Mundis, that actually owns, as you were mentioning, uh, uh, both uh, physical and digital assets uh, being uh, Abertis on the highway, uh, Unix from the I- IoT point of view. So it's a it's a, a, a smart city focused uh, group that actually holds uh, uh, even the airports uh, of Rome, but, but even but even Nice. It's a business that is well related to public uh, concession, but even to uh, additional topics being, uh, as, as I was mentioning, uh, uh, Unix. 
bikes uh, on the Internet of Things and in the and in the and in the future on the smart mobility as a as a as a whole. That's why we are let's say a, a complementary field in terms of uh, activities and in terms of projects that we actually uh, define and test uh, on uh, on the smart city of Rome. But at the same time, then even to be a front runner for the for the group itself, which which makes a lot of sense when we want to even give a clear uh, um, market scale to the uh, startups and to the project that we actually involved with. Of the two airports, Fiumicino is the largest. It's uh, <laughs> Rome's main airport. I think it's the largest airport in Italy. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. say that you, uh, Fiumicino, it's the main hub of the of the country. As an ecosystem, we are around uh, uh, 50 million passengers, 49, 50. And uh, obviously being uh, 41, 42, depending to the latest numbers, since uh, we are back to uh, numbers that we can uh, not anymore compare 2019. But hopefully enough, on 2024, we can do the classical uh, comparison with, with, with the year ahead. So so uh, in that sense, obviously, uh, Fiumicino plays the um, uh, big role being instead uh, uh, Ciampino uh, related only to uh, routes, uh, locos carriers and uh, additional uh, um, uh, routes that are related to uh, private jets and all the uh, uh, aviation uh, most on the on the on the private sector. Uh, with that said, obviously, uh, Fiumicino is not only the uh, hub of Rome, but even as I was mentioning, the gateway for the for the whole country. So obviously, for us, it's important that it's our first side and it's the, it's the first welcome treat to any any tourist on any let's say group that actually approaches the 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 country so that's why uh, it's important not only to focus uh, on the on the city but always to have in mind uh, a list uh, on a national scale but obviously when we talk about innovation we are aiming to have something that has already a worldwide scale but at the same time obviously when you test uh, in 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 Rome you are testing into the main hub of the of the country in terms of volume in terms of uh, of, uh, of potential of the project itself yeah, actually, um, you just said what I was about to to uh, note. Next is that you have actually a pretty large test bank. It's not a, a small airport in the middle of nowhere, but it's actually, we're talking about 40, 50 million passengers that go through your facilities every year. So pretty, pretty large scale and, and pretty big as well in the in the whole scheme of, of things and in, in possibly among the top 10 European airports. Also, at the global scale, of course, it's uh, it's an airport of note. So I, I would then perhaps go more in depth into the activities that you have in the innovation field. Tell us about specifically about the area that you manage. Is it a specific department that the airport has to manage all these different projects? And and what is your role there? Because you, I think you are active in different sorts of projects. Some of them are, have to do with passenger experience. Some have to do with sustainability. Some have to do with even more, let's say, futuristic stuff like uh, flying taxis, etc. We're going to talk about all of these now. But how is this organized internally? Yeah, so we, uh, as an innovation team, uh, we are part of the quality and uh, innovation it, it itself uh, uh, department, which is obviously the extension of the quality uh, department was actually 
um, incorporated the innovation uh, team, which started as a uh, uh, very small and tiny. I mean, we 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 started as a team of two. Now we grow to a team of eight, and um, the main uh, focus is under the accelerator program, which is obviously the way that the company engages the startup from all over the the world. Uh, technically, we actually expose uh, uh, beginning of every year. Uh, six to eight topics, uh, roughly. So six to eight uh, themes uh, and issues that we actually de- uh, define with uh, with the business unit and with our colleagues. So starting from those uh, from those area, then we reach out uh, at a worldwide level, thanks to our to our partner, to actually reach out to a couple of hundreds uh, startups. We are in our third cycle that we're gonna launch at the beginning of. Uh, of uh, this year, uh, but at the same time, uh, um, obviously, we are still uh, uh, in the rollout phase uh, with uh, lots of uh, projects that we accelerated in 2023 and 2022. So the accelerator program, it's the big, uh, let's say, uh, chunk of our uh, activities in terms of uh, onboarding of the, of the startup, setting up the mentorship for uh, for them. Because obviously one of the one of the reason why it's not only to have uh, the smart city as a green field to do those uh, to those tests, but at the same time to have uh, the uh, senior leadership and mentoring of our uh, business unit. And obviously everything gets set up in our uh, uh, innovation hub, which obviously as a a physical space, uh, it's at the same time, I mean, part of our job to actually manage and to uh, keep up in terms of uh, activities, uh, uh, workshop. So it's basically our... uh, main hub in terms of uh, uh, innovation for the for the for the whole company and then the third uh, in terms of pillars uh, the corporate venturing because i mean at the same time we established uh, a company which is called uh, adr ventures that actually obviously invests uh, in uh, in uh, in startups so that's the that's the third arm of our uh, activities uh, last but not least obviously the uh, commitment and the engagement throughout the overall company it's managed by the Innovation Cabin Crew, which is our senior uh, mentors that actually then work close with uh, with uh, with the startups to then customize those uh, projects to then uh, deploy it. And if we are happy with the team, with the solution, not only we proceed to a full rollout of the solution and we were lucky enough and good enough to have at least 50% of the project that we accelerate, then they become a, a service to the, to, the, to the passenger. And then we decide if we want to even step in in terms of uh, equity, so with a formal uh, investment with the adventure. So those are the main areas that we are uh, addressing and we are working on. And this acceleration program is run on an annual basis. So every year you have a new call for projects or what's the periodicity uh, with which you run it? Yeah, so every year it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. So basically every year at the beginning, uh, let's say by January, we uh, define and launch the, the call on our on our website. Uh, usually, as I, as I was mentioning, we have six to eight topics. Uh, from them, we actually select uh, 10 to 15 startups from all over the, the, the world. We have a huge representation from Asia and from North America and from continental Europe uh, as well. And uh, the accelerator program lasts uh, between six to eight months. So let's say that by... Uh, September o- October we see all the uh, delivery phase of those of those projects so we see the uh, results of the customization and the experimentation that we got uh, in the in the in the terminal so if it's a software uh, solution or or a robot 
robot or, a, or an hardware one. Uh, and then uh, by the end of the year, we actually do the uh, formal rollout of the solution or either the uh, investment throughout a formal due diligence of the of the company with uh, ADR Ventures. So yes, it's a, it's a never-ending cycle. And obviously for us, it's, it's, it's important that every year with the business unit, we define the topics and the challenge that the, that the operation, that the, that the commercial and all the other teams, they actually reach out to, to, to us to uh, address them uh, with, uh, with those projects that then are worked throughout the uh, acceleration program, which is runway to the future accelerator program. Mm-hmm. And it's open to startups from all over the world. How necessary is it to be in Rome? Let me rephrase it. Is it necessary to be in Rome during part of this acceleration program? How, how does it work logistically? Yeah, so logistically, uh, there is no uh, commitment in terms of uh, must have uh, or must be in Rome for a certain amount of uh, days simply because uh, if you accelerate uh, a software uh, solution based on AI, we don't really need someone to be in a, in a physical space for uh, days and uh, and weeks. But obviously, every solution and every contract, uh, it's customized accordingly to the uh, POC that we're going to perform inside the, inside the terminal. So obviously, if you have a self-delivering robot or an autonomous uh, Uh, vehicle or a self-cleaning robot or uh, any hardware uh, solution that obviously has to uh, deal with uh, formal KPIs that are performed inside the infrastructure. Obviously, for uh, maintenance and uh, and uh, spare parts, we obviously need uh, a strong presence of the of the team, and that's why the innovation hub plays a uh, plays a key role should uh, consider that the innovation hub it's around the, it's around 650 square square meters so it can hold uh, at least six to seven uh, startups at the, at, the, at the same time and there is even have like a uh, an arena for all the for all the workshop but it's meant uh, to be the point of contact where the company actually um gets all the all the all the follow up and customize the uh, solution with uh, with uh, with the startups instead of uh, uh, having them uh, uh being uh, let's say contaminated with uh, with um with the company uh, approach that uh, sometimes can be much more slower with all our internal processes so the habits it's important for uh, for two reasons uh, obviously because you can uh, quickly deliver the solution uh, in the in the terminal getting the first feedbacks directly from the from the passengers but at the same time it's a place that it's halfway between the, the business so the airport uh, it, it itself and our headquarters so it's really a place when the when the where the where the project can be focused on and uh, and uh, customized so that's why we chose to have it inside the the uh, terminal one and whoever uh, departs from the Schengen area in Fiumicino airports can see pretty brightly and and the big thing you're saying uh, innovation hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one one note here, you mentioned POC, proof of concept. I mentioned this because maybe not everyone might be familiar with the terminology. Um, in terms of type of startup, what stage of startup are you looking for? How mature does a solution or a project need to be in order to apply to your accelerator? So since we are a worldwide program, we basically refer to seed phase. In some cases, some 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 precede by usually a, a seed phase, which uh, uh, without being too too technical, it's a, it's a startup that actually has a solution 
already built uh, or something that they can deploy in an environment that is uh, pretty stressful in terms of uh, uh, procedure, in terms of numbers, in terms of uh, KPI. So obviously we don't uh, approach uh, uh, the framework of ideas uh, simply because uh, for us it's important to do a clear testing in a challenging uh environment as a, as, a, as a smart city. We are looking uh, between uh, pre-money sites, so company valuation that stays from 5 million to 60, 80, 80 million. So we span uh, pretty much, uh, obviously, accordingly to which kind of market they actually refers to. So obviously, the North American market tends to have uh, uh, valuation much higher than the than the continental Europe. We, we have... Uh, at least one third of the project, there are uh, startups based uh, in Italy that they tend to have uh, a lower uh, valuation. But I mean, the common point here is that they have uh, a solution or a software that can actually be implemented inside the, 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 the airport. So to be clear, we don't do uh, research and uh, development uh, with them, but we do pure testing with a proof of concept or with, um, with a solution that can be, that can be tested. You mentioned earlier ADR Ventures, that's the venture capital arm. You invest in some of these startups. How does this relate to the acceleration program? Is participation in the acceleration program uh, linked to some sort of financial support on your side for the startups? Or this would need to be only in those cases where ADR Ventures invests in the startup? So obviously the aim of the of the program it's not to have the startup waste uh, any money and even and even time obviously but uh, to give them the economical support to develop the testing uh, here in uh, here in Rome inside the inside the terminal so we have a deal of around 100k and with those 100k they can actually uh, be enforced in terms of uh, having the uh, amount of money to perform the the POC. But at the same time, uh, part of this uh, deal, there is a convertible note, which is not uh, mandatory, which is 50K that a startup can choose uh, to sign in or not. So even when you get selected throughout the accelerator program, you already have... Uh, a formal commitment from the company that says uh, if you want me to convert potentially 50k into your equity we are here to have this uh, possibility but then the step in of ADR Ventures come, comes in after the delivery phase of the accelerator program so after we get all the KPIs from the from the business and we arrive that the, that the solution makes a lot of sense to increase how we manage the infrastructure or how we actually perform our customer experience experience throughout the, the terminal. And if we see this uh, potential, we as a very vertical corporate venture fund, uh, we can actually see the potential even in this uh, solution becoming the future uh, de facto standard from those, uh, those fields. So that's why ADR Ventures even steps in with a uh, uh, ticket size much higher than the, than the 50K that we were mentioning uh, uh, before with a formal uh, commitment in terms of uh, uh, equity in the, in, the, in the company. Today, ADR Ventures has uh, in its uh, portfolio 
two of the startups that they were accelerated in our first batch. So the batch in 2022, which are uh, autonomy, a company that uh, works on the self-delivering uh, robots inside our our peers that have been up and running since uh, 18 months now. And uh, Asaya being uh, a turnaround for planes based on uh, AI that optimizes those uh, uh, activities. So the aim is obviously to be strictly and exclusively linked to the program uh, itself. So every startup that joins Accelerator by default get this uh, 100k euro in support. And then maybe some of them will also get additional investment in the form of ADR ventures. Exactly. Investment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And in, in, in addition to all the activities that are performed by the, by the, by the partners and even by the airports that are part of our network, because I mean, we have an, a network for innovation that now has uh, eight airports around the, around the globe, uh, being, uh, Aena, Nice, uh, Athens, uh, Munich, uh, Vancouver, Dallas, Oman, and uh, Dubai, which at the same time, this network allows the startup to be scalable of their so- solution up to 700 million passengers throughout all those all those airports. So the aim of this program is to help really the startup to customize the solution in the smart city business and in particular in in the airport one, but to help them to actually scale as a as a as a global uh, solution, not only in Rome to be the fancy solution to uh, showcase uh, internally, but to really make the difference in the processes for the airport and but for the for the passenger as a, as a, as a whole. Yeah. You mentioned actually that's something I wanted to ask you about as well. These airports that you cooperate with, I think there's a network, it's called the airports for innovation. And these eight airports that you have some pretty uh, well-known names there with uh, lots of, lots of traffic. Some of them, actually all of them have quite a lot of traffic, but some of them are in a absolutely massive scale. This collaboration, is it, what you said in practical terms, providing a, a let's say a, a launch pad for the solutions, or is there something else there in, in terms of cooperation? I mean, is, is this a formal formal organization? How how you relate with each other in in terms of innovation? Yeah, so the 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 network was founded in 2022 with uh, AENA, so with the airports uh, uh, basically of Spain uh, mm-hmm. and uh, South and uh, South America, which is basically the biggest player in the airports business uh, worldwide, and then it got extended uh, to 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 Athens uh, and Nice. Throughout 2022, and then in 2023, scaled even more in North America with Vancouver and uh, and Dallas and then um uh, then it was added to uh, Munich and then focusing uh, even in the in the Middle East market more recently at the end of 2023 adding uh, Oman and uh, Dubai so with that said obviously for us uh, uh, it's uh, it's not a it's not a legal entity so it's not a, an actual company but it's an agreement that it's set throughout uh, an MOU that actually defines uh, all the collaboration aspects and the vision that we have on uh, innovation with the passenger uh, centricity and with all the uh, project that we actually share so we can actually have an ecosystem throughout the whole in- uh, industry since uh, uh, we realize that uh, every one of us in the industry is focusing on the same techs uh, like uh, biometric uh, baggages, uh, uh, customer experience. So it makes a lot of sense to share all those knowledge to then 
get uh, a successful startup or a successful project to be scaled in all the other companies. Because obviously, if me being in uh, Vancouver, I see something that actually works out in uh, in Rome, most probably could be even a good fit uh, in my in my scenario. So we actually join forces to then help the startup grow, but at the same time to seek for a solution that then they will become the future standards on processes and on uh, activities of the of the airports industry as a, as a as a whole but at the same time our our vision it's even to enlarge this network to uh, airlines and to handlers and to all the stakeholders of the industry because we truly believe that open innovation must be open in the in the real sense thanks to the fact that we see all the complementary and all the uh, potential in uh, sharing those insights and finding a solution that has the passenger at the center by sharing those uh, knowledge and becoming even more appealing uh, for the for the startups to relate to the aviation industry instead of uh, all the others that actually are playing on uh, artificial intelligence and all other uh, technologies that then can be pretty good uh, machine learning uh, approach in terms of uh, uh, having a potential audience of 700 passengers instead of just having one single hub or one single uh, uh, airport even from the startup point point of view that it's a it's a it's a clear reason reason why and that's why at the beginning uh, of uh, of this year in 2024 we are working on a joint call for ideas between all the uh, airports in the in the in the network and uh, this is the actual uh, step up uh, from uh, the sharing knowledge and uh, and uh, and the vision to actually being practical and being concrete in launching something that is not anymore the single call in Rome in the innovation hub but to be at least uh, let's say with two or more airports that actually join and work uh, together on uh, a project with uh, a startups that enrolls uh, to the network to then scale this uh, solution are you going to manage it from rome or you're going to have a more decentralized uh, let's say program management structure it will be decentralized in terms that we're going to have uh, a website which is uh, airportforinnovation.com that actually is going to it's going to have uh, all the details of the of the call the startup will be enrolling on this uh, on this website but they have to select at least uh, two airports to then deploy this uh, solution why because obviously when we talk about uh, technology such as uh, biometric uh, luggages uh, it makes no sense uh, to develop and deploy a test uh, only in one hub if the passenger then uh, lands in madrid uh, i don't know they they they, they enroll uh, with his face uh, in rome then they land in madrid that they're going to be asked a physical boarding pass so it makes no sense to work uh, on uh, testing project that doesn't involve the network as a as a whole so that's why we're going to define topics that are actually appealing to those kind of uh, technologies to then scaling up uh, those uh, projects at a worldwide level um obviously the airport is one of the key stages of the passenger experience because of many reasons it's also part of the experience that has some some of the steps that people tend to like the least maybe with uh, security baggage claim things like that where lots of things can go wrong but <laughs> but uh the upside maybe is not that that big 
How important is passenger experience compared to this other big concern now that it's it's making headlines, which is sustainability? How are you allocating your resources or your attention between these two main areas? And I don't know if there's any other significant area. We I talked about uh, flying taxis earlier. That's also an area that is getting lots of attention. Maybe it can be linked to sustainability in some way because those are electrically powered aircraft. How you how you divide your attention or how you allocate your priorities between the different areas of innovation? So first of all, as we were mentioning, the innovation team started when the company gave uh, the insights in terms of uh, of uh, strategic plan. Uh, industrial uh, strategic plan throughout two main uh, pillars, which were obviously sustainability and uh, innovation. So that's why uh, Aeroporti di Roma, it's focusing on being a net zero by 2030. So well, uh, before the actually uh, set that was uh, defined by the, by the European Union, but at the same time, Every project that we select and we accelerate throughout the accelerated program has uh, a clear sustainability link uh, in terms of uh, not only topics, but even in terms of uh, uh, output. So let's say if we work on the uh, 3D scanning or of, uh, of, uh, of a baggage, obviously we see the, the potential of the seamless uh, experience, but at the same time we see the savings in terms of uh, Uh, printing the the huge luggage tag uh, that, that, that that we are used to. So in every airport, we print uh, all those uh, luggage tags that, that actually can be saved in terms of uh, processes by digitalizing. But at the same time, obviously, to to waste less uh, less less paper. At the same time, uh, we have been working uh, with. Um, with project aimed to uh, define um, a maintenance solution for our solar panels because uh, uh, Aeroporti di Roma is working and building a, a solar farm right next to one of the one of the runway that will become one of the biggest one in 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 Europe so the airport as a whole it's going to become a fully independent uh, uh, network in terms of energy But at the same time, even the project that we that we accelerate, we always have to keep in mind, as you were mentioning, that the sensibility and the topics that we want to address in terms of uh, Gen Z and Gen Y, it's 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 a key aspect then to roll out uh, those kind of uh, solution on uh, on an industry that really needs to speed up uh, its uh, its process of uh, of management. Just to give you a very uh, last uh, example, we are we, we are we are we are working with an Italian startup. Startups uh, that is uh, defining a, a, a let's say a, a smart uh, bin when we actually have to throw away uh, plastic uh, paper and all the different uh, things, but it has uh, not only a sensor inside the bin that actually checks uh, if the if the if the object is is correct, but even a, a monitor that states you which are the uh, education pills and the reason why of the. Uh, of the item that you are throwing uh, away. So by pointing your uh, piece of paper or a smartphone to those to this uh, tablet, it actually gives you, okay, you have to go to the green bin. Or if you point, I don't know, like a, like a smartphone, it says, no, you, you don't have to throw this away, but you have to turn it back uh, to the appropriate office. So at the same time, it's a matter of uh, KPIs for the business to know how to recycle and how to have the management of this, of this waste, but at the same time to give uh, an education Uh, awareness to the to the passenger to define what's the best way of dealing with uh, with waste as a whole. So, uh, Julio, tell me also about something you have, which is called the Innovation Cabin Crew. 
which I understand is a network of mentors that help these companies, startups that are participating in the accelerator program to shape up their value proposition, their, their product market fit. How does this work? And who are these people? Yeah, so basically the Innovation Camping Crew uh, was started, obviously, in the, when we when we defined the innovation uh, area, so 2021, but then it got actually uh, rolled out in 2022. And it's basically a team of 30 colleagues that they represent all the different business unit and, uh, and the control company of uh, ADR, which is Aeroporti di Roma, obviously. Uh, the idea is to have them as a senior manager then uh, can uh, support the startup with a business-driven uh, approach. Instead of having a startup uh, relying and, uh, and, and talking only to uh, the innovation team that is not part uh, of the strict business, so doesn't know the operation side or the details or the issue that we have to uh, address that is to have them as a clear link with 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 the business since the very beginning so the innovation cabin crew helps us to define the topics of our call for ideas but then steps in in terms of mentoring those company to customize those uh, solution during the accelerator program it's a cycle of three years because we don't want to have a company inside the company so we don't want to have the elite of people that they talk about in, uh, innovation and the other colleagues works uh, as normal in their in their field but every three years we all change uh, and uh, with an internal uh, kind of seed then you can propose your uh, your project and you can become uh, part of the of the innovation cabin crew we are just about to switch to the new cycle because 2024 2025 and 26 we're gonna have the second cycle of the innovation cabin crew and then in 2027 we're gonna switch the the third cycle that's why we see the innovation approach as an horizontal one that has to spread out to hold the company instead of once again being uh, an elite instead of uh, spread up the the, the word inside the inside the business units Mm-hmm. And they are all uh, members of staff at Aeroporti Roma. How are they, um, let's say, allocated to the different projects? Or how are they involved in the different projects? Is it depending on the their uh, work role, their skill set, or do they choose which projects do they want to support? First of all, they got selected throughout, obviously, the kind of CN, the work that we do uh, with, uh, with HR business partners. Uh, but they uh, their engagement throughout the single projects comes from their uh, obviously uh, work that they do uh, daily so if you are uh, part of the team of uh, ADR cleaning or ADR security uh, most probably you will be assigned to the self cleaning robot or the uh, AI applied to the checks uh, to baggage in the in, in the security area so obviously there is a strict link between uh, the uh, professional side and uh, and the topic that it gets uh, selected uh, but at the same time it's important that uh, they choose to have uh, their commitment as part of their daily job because only 20 to 30 percent of their of their time is dedicated to those to those projects because it's important that they keep uh, their strong link uh, even with the business area so at the same time they work uh, on the solution uh, but at the same time they know 
the business that they're gonna they're gonna deploy this this uh, solution. So the assignment it's made uh, from a bottom up uh, approach. So once we select the startup after the closing of our call for ideas, according to the competencies, since uh, the innovation cabin crew represents the whole company, they're gonna they're gonna be assigned to the single project accordingly to their seniority, according to their topics, and obviously it's not only the the mentors that leads uh, the working group but there is obviously an obvi- and, and, and always uh, a colleague from the ICT department and a colleague from the from the legal uh, and uh, and the administrative uh, department because uh, as we were mentioning our aim is not to become a POC factory but to start uh, since the beginning working to the rollout phase because our success is not based on how many POC we develop but how many rollout and how many uh, how many services then become an asset for the for the infrastructure so to aim to the rollout and to be impactful for the for the business and not to be a POC factory that just shows off the the fancy test but to work since the beginning throughout the uh, rollout of this uh, solution. Mm-hmm. You're cooperating as well with other accelerators, I think. Uh, I remember seeing written somewhere that you you have Interlac as a partner. I think Interlac is a also aerospace focused accelerator based in, in Dubai. What are you doing with them? Yeah, so as we were mentioning in terms of being open uh, with uh, with the airports and with uh, with additional uh, stakeholders, uh, we just signed in uh, the um, uh, end of last year with Intelac uh, the uh, agreement on sharing uh, insights and and startups. Since once again we are all working on uh, basically on the same uh, technology in a in a world uh, the aviation one, which is uh, a bit vertical in terms of. Uh, uh, scalability. So for us, it's important that we actually reach out even more at a worldwide level to uh, solution that then they can become the future standard of those uh, of those uh, services. But at the same time, we uh, have partnership with even additional players of the of the industry, such as uh, the European uh, Space Agency. That at the same time, uh, obviously, gives us a broader view not only on Earth but even on uh, technologies that can be scaled uh, on the universe. One so. One Once again, to be open as a potential view of the industry that doesn't sit only in the in the airport business, but to be challenged even to see potential and touch points on different areas and on different growth market that we can address during the accelerator program. Uh, now that you mention space, there's a technology that, it, well, it's not space, but it's seen as quite futuristic, even if it, it's already becoming a reality that it's the EV tolls and what many people call flying taxis, even if in the industry they don't really like this this tag. I think you had a sort of a demo event in Rome, I think last year. I don't remember the dates exactly. And if I remember correctly, you also have a, a sort of launchpad program or some sort of partnership to explore the possibility of having these EV tolls operating out of your airports in the quite near future. What is the status of this project? And are we going to see EV tolls flying around Rome anytime soon? Yeah, so the, the, the EV toll... Uh... Obviously, it's a it's a trend that we see the potential in the medium and longer run. Obviously, and we have been working uh, as a company by founding uh, a startup at this point, which is Urban V, which is managed uh, by um, mainly by airports of Rome, but even. Uh, 
uh, Venice and uh, and uh, Bologna. So the focus of the company is to provide all the information and infrastructure and in- and integration to have uh, vertiports uh, uh, close to the airports and to become a, a, a new business for uh, potential passengers as a, as, a, as a whole connecting throughout uh, the terminals. So uh, we already have uh, our uh, vertiport uh, in, uh, in uh, Fiumicino which was made uh, in uh, 2022. And at the same time, we, as you were mentioning, uh, we did the first uh, tryout in terms of first flight for uh, for a volocopter, which is which which was the the, the first one to be tested in the Vertiport. Uh, Mund is our holding company has uh, an equity uh, percentage of of volocopter uh, as well. So the aim is to have. Uh, by the next month, especially after the uh, Olympic Games in Paris uh, uh, in in uh, this year, by the end of this year, or in, in 2025, uh, to have the commercial services starting uh, throughout Rome, which obviously it's a it's a perfect fit in terms of market and in terms of uh, potential. And we see that the that the industry it's wrapping up even in this in this field, and the company was visionary enough to establish this venture building. Then now it's becoming a, a trending topic in terms of uh, potential and in terms of know-how. So we have been uh, exposed to lots of uh, uh, events and uh, possible, let's say, uh, customization of our uh, solution that we already have here, here in in uh, in in Rome as part of our uh, potential service as a, as a as a whole and as a and as and as a company as well. Mm-hmm. I guess in terms of future projects, the most immediate one is the next call for proposals that you have coming up, I think, for this coming year, 2024. What would you say to the startups that are out there that might be listening? How should they apply? How should they get in touch with you to be considered for this next edition of the Accelerator? Yeah, so the the, the call will be up and running since the beginning of January and uh, will be our third cycle. I mean, our uh, third batch of startups that we're going to select. The, the, the call will be open for a couple of weeks. Once again, the, the strong reason why it's the deal of uh, under K plus uh, the uh, senior mentoring of the of the innovation cabin crew and the innovation hub being the the center of these uh, activities and the potential obviously extension of those cases uh, throughout the airports for innovation network but at the same time even to have access to our uh, venture fund that then can step in in terms of uh, formal uh, investment in terms of equity uh, once again for us uh, uh, the program has been defined and meant uh, as a startup-driven uh, program. So for us, it's really important that we provide service and we actually accelerate uh, the uh, startup accordingly to the needs of the of the, of the industry, but with uh, in mind the rollout of this uh, solution as a as a stable service, much more than just uh, testing. That for us uh, is just the first step to then move forward with uh, full uh, rollout and eventually even to. Uh, a venture investment in your uh, in your startup we have been uh, obviously in contact with with uh, startup from all over the, the the world the program it's english based uh, obviously and the team uh, it's obviously available both uh, throughout our our website which is adr.it slash innovation or throughout uh, our email uh, innovation at adr.it for any additional uh, question or a deep dive before the uh, enrollment but once again for us it's very important uh, 
to uh, address all the reason why and all the uh, requirements that a startup sees on a six to eight months uh, program that they want to spend in a city such uh, such Rome. So for us, it's important to uh, identify with, with them the clear reason why to have them over and to work with them for uh, for this amount of time. Well, I guess people out there that have listened to that will be now preparing to, to send their applications. Apart from that, well, I just wanted to thank you again, Julio, for, for your time today, providing this very interesting overview of what you guys are doing in, in Rome, uh, connecting also with the broader airport community uh, globally to ultimately make a better journey, create a better, a better passenger journey for all of us that are flying through all these airports. Thank you very much again. And uh, yeah, I'll be then following what's going on with the program and the, the startups that, that come out of it, because I'm sure there's going to be some interesting ideas in there. Thank you. Thank you, Miguel, for your uh, invite. If you like this podcast, you can support us by giving it a great rating on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you get it from. And remember, you can, of course, subscribe to it. And you can also get regular updates through the Allplane website. That's A-L-L-P-L-A-N-E.tv. We have a newsletter where we cover the aviation industry every week with a special focus on innovation and sustainability. So give it a go. Thank you and goodbye.